The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Magazine, or Rolling Stone Magazine's list of best singers of all time has resurfaced once again on Twitter, and that is getting people fired up again. Uh, while the list is a, a few years old and is obviously missing some newer acts, it ranks Mary J. Blige at 100, Patti LaBelle at 95, the Everly Brothers at 90, and the top 10. Aretha Franklin in number one, followed by Ray Charles, Elvis Presley, Sam Cooke, John Lennon, Marvin Marvin Gaye, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, everybody. Bob Dylan in seventh, Otis Redding, Stevie Wonder, and James Brown. Uh, The top ten ranking has uh, a few people up in arms. And nonetheless, it makes for a fun conversation. So I thought we'd dial up our pal, music publicist, and SiriusXM host, Eric Alper. Hi, Eric. This just in, the average age of the writer for the Rolling Stone article... (laughs) was 142 years old. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. I love it when things pop up like this because there's no denying that a lot of people should be on there. But it's just a list in order to generate controversy and content, and which is why we love talking about it. Uh, you know what? Okay, then. And, and, and we're going to talk about it. So, again, it's a few years old, but it popped up like it was brand new recently, and it had everyone going, ah, what's going on? Or some people saying, hey, how come, like, Adele... Where's Ariana Grande? Yeah. Where's Adele? Yeah. You know, this this sort of thing. And, you know, but when you look at it, and I start with number one. Do you believe that Aretha Franklin is the best singer of all time? Yes. Do you? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. I I don't even think there's a... I couldn't even think of anybody that comes close to the, the emotive response that people have when they hear Aretha Franklin. Um, not only can she make you laugh, she can make you get funky. Yep. She can make you cry. She can put you in a sexual mood. And then she can boot your butt right out that door if you wanted to. Um, I think that I, I think that and maybe even Elvis Presley would be a close number two. I think if they did the list again, I'm not so sure that Ray Charles would be up there um, as high as he did. And I will actually argue that Bob Dylan probably lands a little bit higher than no. number seven, if that lives. Yeah. No, Eric. No, <laughs> no Eric. Bob Dylan yeah. should be like way down on the bottom if he is even on the list of greatest singers. Because he's not. You know, a, he's not a great singer. He's a great songwriter, but he's not a great singer, Eric. That's you know when people will say the problem with American Idol or those kind of shows like The Voice is that Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen would have never made it, and it's like yes because they have their own voice. They have their own grain of the voice. And I think even the way that Bob Dylan sung his words probably had more authenticness in his voice than any other person that I could even think of. It's almost like he did so much 
mm-hmm. for so little, mm-hmm. but then he ended up doing a lot. Okay, so I, I, I will agree with you here a little bit with, um, you know, so it's Aretha Franklin, number one, and it, number two was Ray Charles, number three was Elvis Presley. I'm a Ray Charles fan. I really like yeah. Ray Charles. Um, do, yeah. I think, do I think he's a, a great singer? Is he comparable to, you know, you know, placing just after Aretha Franklin? I don't think so. Elvis Presley, to me, if you look at some of Elvis's like gospel stuff, um, maybe not yeah. more of his mainstream stuff, but that that song that he ended what his '68 comeback show with, to yeah. me, that song is is still one of the greatest songs of all time. I think that along with Aretha Franklin, he might be the only other singer that could have sung it all. He could do country, mm-hmm. he can do R and B, he could sing scat and jazz music. He can probably would have done disco, and he probably could have done punk music if you had been around. Um, but yeah, I think I think what's an interesting choice, not so much on, um, because it's Rolling Stone and they are as fashionably heroic fans of John Lennon. I'm always surprised when he's above Paul McCartney mm. because I think Paul McCartney was the one that turned the world onto the Beatles, not John Lennon. Maybe it was John Lennon's lyrics, but I've always thought that as much as I'm going to probably be hated for this. I always thought that Paul McCartney is underrated and John Lennon was overrated in the fact that you can be underrated and overrated being in the Beatles. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. Uh, we're talking about the Rolling Stone, uh, Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the, the 100 greatest singers of all time. And and let me know what you think at 630-630. Who ranks right up there for you? Um, one of the things that kind of burns my butt on this list, <laughs> Eric, is Freddie Mercury being in 18th spot. That he, he probably moved up to the top ten if that list was happening now. There, there's no question. I think just the fact of of his level of popularity between his solo work and Queen, um, nobody could have ever predicted seven years ago that they would have several songs over a billion mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. streamed on YouTube and on Spotify to this day. So I think he has to be moved up there. But in terms of influence, I don't know if he still is influential. I think Aretha Franklin is far more yeah. influential than anybody on this list. If you listen to Ariana Grande mm-hmm. or Adele or Mary J. Blige or even something like um, even somebody like a Cardi B, they grew up with gospel. They grew up with Aretha Franklin in their homes. It wasn't so much of a Ray Charles or Sam Cooke, even though I love them both. Mm-hmm. So I think Aretha still stays there. But I think uh, I'm not so sure that I, I think Freddie definitely moves up. But I think it's sheer popularity. I think Elton John moves up, too, simply because he's he becomes godlike year after year after year. Yeah, but as far as a vocalist goes, I'm still going to say that Freddie Mercury beats out Elton John. I mean, Elton John, both great performers, but when it comes to singing and abilities, my my vote's got to go with Freddie. Again, it's it's personal. (laughs) Yeah, I I do too. I mean, I I think Smokey Robertson is a much better singer than Bob Marley. Yes. Um, and so you can probably switch those two. Um, I think Johnny Cash doesn't necessarily, you know, he did, <laughs> here we go, keep the letters coming in to the station. <laughs> I don't think Johnny Cash was so much of a different singer from song to song. I think he was excellent at being Johnny Cash. Yeah. And I think he, he, 
demolished the road that nobody else could go on after he went on it. Um, but I think in terms of his influence, he's second to none in the country world. I don't know if he's that great of a singer. Yeah, and you know but, what, Eric, you know. Yeah, Eric, you've given me something to think about with your comments on Dylan and uh, about how he sings a song and how he uses his words. Because if you do, you know, if you're just thinking of the, the, the great big voices, like if you're just thinking of the Freddie Mercury's or even like the Celine Dion's or the Aretha's, you know, although, you know, she is, you know, the queen. Um, when you look at some of these other people on this list and you're going like, really? And then I see like Jeff Buckley on there and I'm going okay but Jeff Buckley's version of Hallelujah and Lilac Wine to me are both you know spine tingling and I, I don't listen to Jeff Buckley for much else beside those two things do I think he should be on yeah. the list of a top 100 but he's pretty impressive with those tunes yeah I, I, I'll, and I'll tell you why I think Jeff Buckley is still underrated I think if you are a male sensitive singer songwriter guitar player you owe a debt to Jeff Buckley, and you probably sound like Jeff Buckley, whether you think you do or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where um, his influence comes in. And I think Prince at number thirty, yes. I think I I think is a little bit too low too, because Absolutely. I think anybody in R and B who did not grow up with Purple Rain or nineteen ninety nine in their house, if, if you did, I we're probably if you didn't, we probably might not have been friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely would not have been friends. <laughs> Eric, I, I can't find Barbara Streisand on this list. Um, I can't find her either, but that's just because it's Rolling Stone magazine. Okay, so that's why it is, and that's it. And Nick Sinatra, right? Like, yeah, Sinatra's not on this list either. And Yeah, Frank should be... Look, if Frank isn't in your top five list, then maybe Frank's people should have a word with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, um, I heard that you wrote a list. Uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be pretty. It wouldn't be pretty. And, and I found it interesting, too. You know, B.B. King, I, and I'm a huge B.B. King fan. I, I have uh, some of my return music on this show is B.B. King. Uh, love him. One of the things, though, you know, B.B. King is not a super great vocalist, but it was his guitar that he let speak, right? Yeah, definitely. Although, that, I, and I highly agree with you. I think that, you know, even blues players today or jazz guitarists, um, can't play anything without going uh, through the steps of what B.B. King or Howlin' Wolf already did. But if you take a look at, like, a Howlin' Wolf or or B.B. King, it's sad as it's to say, you know, the blues isn't what it used to be no. even 10 years ago. No. And if you take a look at the people that they do influence, Robert Plant, a Captain Beefheart, Tom Waits, uh, there are people that are legendary and classic, but it's almost like all each of those artists have influenced people far more than Howlin' Wolf ever did. So I think that that's where the whole funness of lists like this is like, how is Howlin' Wolf number 31, but the people that he influenced are that much bigger? And it's like, well, that's, that's where you get record sales. Rolling Stone Magazine's list of best singers of all time. We thought we'd have some fun with Eric Elper this afternoon. And, uh, of course, Eric, uh, just a musicologist, knows things inside and out. He's a freelance music publicist, uh, a host on Sirius XM. Want to know who is your top of the list, the, the, the best singer of all time. Can you tell me, there's someone on the list here at 71 that I've never heard of, uh, Toots Hibbert. Oh, yeah. He, uh, Toots is, uh, if you're from New Orleans, you absolutely know who Toots is. Um, he's got that um, that big New Orleans mm. jazz, big sound in it. If you've ever watched this TV show, Trem. Trem, yeah. yeah. Um, 
all that music stems from that. It's that nice gumbo, um, soul, okay. southern jazz music Man. that has influenced that entire city's worth of, of music for decades. Okay, you know what? I go to New Orleans once or twice a year. This is my favorite city in the world, and I've never and now heard you of them. Know. Now I know. <laughs> You can get off the plane and say, hey, let me let me hear some toots. And then people will go, oh, you want the good bars, the, madame. The good stuff. Just let it slide, y'all. I don't give up. Damn, damn. Your back don't quiver. Man, oh, man. Watch your swiver. Wrap the twine, your spine when you slither. It's contagious. A epidemic can. You try to lift your cool, but it fell again. Rap scholar. So like a oh, yeah. Team. But like I said before, I'm not American. It's who you are, not where you're. Does that take you back? Maybe you're Barry T's. Something like that. I'm at O'Toole's right now. O'Toole's dancing to Backbone Slide. Let your backbone slide by Maestro Fe- Fresh Wes. Um, Eric Albert joining us on the phone this afternoon. Eric, that song is the first Canadian rap song to go into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame. Why is that a big deal? It's a big deal because it happens to be the first rap song that was inducted into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame. Finally giving the rap musical style a home besides songs from Andy Kim and mm-hmm. Celine Dion and, <laughs> and uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive, making sure that it doesn't matter what style of music of a song you play, there is now going to be a home if you have a classic one, just like Let Your Backbone Slide. You know, it was uh, that tune credited with helping put Toronto hip-hop music on the map. It broke out on the Billboard rap chart shortly after its release, selling the most copies of any can any Canadian rap single for roughly 18 years. And like I said, if you were in the clubs like I was in 1989, 1990, you were on the dance floor letting your backbone slide. Oh, it, it, look, let's just go back to that year. You had hits from Madonna, mm-hmm. Tears for Fears, uh, Fine Young Cannibals. Millie Vanilli was still on the chart. <laughs> on the Canadian side, the biggest selling Canadian singles were written by Tom Cochran, Kim Mitchell, Blue Rodeo, Candy, Jeff Healy, Atlanta Miles, and Luba. Not one of them is hip-hop because rap music was still not heard on the radio. This is how good of a song it was. Mm. It literally forced radio stations and much music to play it despite the fact that they didn't think that playing a Canadian rap song by an artist based in Scarborough, Ontario (laughs) would have an impact. And boy, were they wrong. And the video for it, wasn't it just like a camera went in, kind of like a one-take thing in a club in Toronto? And it's still getting, it's still good. I just looked it up on YouTube before we came on the air and still had a chuckle at it. Oh, it was probably made for like $17. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like, hey, you have a camera? Great. Here's your token for the TTC. Let's go film stuff and get some free stuff found, not even on YouTube because it wasn't even invented. Let's go down to the library and steal stuff from there and put it together in a video. I mean, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. And Maestro is, is one of the nicest people that anybody could have ever met. And it's so good to see that song being inducted. Eric, I'm gonna, I have one more question before uh, we let you go. And, and it came um, from a conversation on Twitter last night that I had with uh, with uh, one of my listeners. It was PO2 Prosecutor. He, I had retweeted a video of a, a little girl, she's about two years old, who had her, um, like, the ear implant things 
put in for the first oh. time. So she could yeah. hear for the very first time. Did you see that video last night? I, I've seen a number of them. I actually wear hearing aids, so okay. that stuff uh, makes me cry. Yeah, and I'm but like, yeah. is it dusty in here or what? So this question might be even yeah. a little bit more poignant for, for you. And during that video at one point, the nurse, I think, says, oh, let's put on some Wiggles music. And uh-huh. and my, uh, my listener texted back and said, I think that the first, if that was my daughter, um, my, the first song that I would play for her to hear, to hear music, would be Let It Be by the Beatles. What would be your first song? If, if you were, you know, if your, your little girl, your little boy was hearing for the first time, what, would, what song would it be for you? Um, it would be Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin because if I didn't make my kid deaf by then, by the end of the song, it would have been deaf already. Um, that's a real interesting choice about the Wiggles, though, because the Wiggles um, are, are really the kid's version of the Beatles, so I think it's okay. I think uh, Let It Be, I think, would have been a perfect one, too. That's a really great question. Yeah. You know what? Send me the link to that. I'm going to ask that question on that on that person's behalf. I think that's an excellent choice just to see what people are going to say. Well, let, I would play them the Beach Boys or yeah. the Ramones. It's like, you wouldn't play the Ramones. No. Like, I know how cool you are, Dad, but you're not going to do that. But that's a... That's a fine question. I think that's an excellent choice. And I'll, I'll tell you, which, I'll, I'll tell you what, what, what mine would be out of all the music that I love, and, and uh, it would be probably uh, What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. You mean it wouldn't be How Many Times Must a Man Walk Along if you wouldn't play <laughs> Blowing in the Wind by the great, great singer Bob Dylan? Not a chance in hell, Eric. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Eric. I'll send you that link. Thanks for this. Always great to talk with you. Probably great to talk to you, too. Have an awesome weekend. Have a great weekend. Eric Alper joining us this afternoon.